<laughs> you thought you were through with me. You were wrong again. There is no end to my evil Beetle Bros. We will meet again soon. It was like, oh, huh? everyone shut up because Cam's gonna start recording. But if oh, we yeah. shut up, he won't do it. He <laughs> <laughs> records whenever we, we're, we're talking. We shut up after he starts recording because that's whenever we realize we shouldn't have been saying this shit. While no, he's, he's a sneaky bastard. I'm not gonna let him do it. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna get him on, get me on tape. I wanna make sure, like, if Russia can shit on me, tape. I wanna make sure Cameron has the same collateral, you know? I don't want Cameron to have my P tape. And oh, with man. that, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Welcome so back to the Big Bad Beetle Bros for episode 32. Yo ho, Borgs. We're back yes. into the themed episodes for our pirate themed episode, which. The best theme ever. Whoa. <laughs> Pass me a red rum. <laughs> Pass it around. We sing a shanty, Borgs. Um, are we ready? Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> I can't alone. hear you! <laughs> Captain! Well, shiver my timber, shiver my soul. Yo, no, ho, heave, ho. <laughs> there are men whose hearts is as black as coal. Yo, ho, heave, ho. Aye, very good, very good. <laughs> that be Bravissimo. the opening song. The first song in Muppets Treasure Island. A classic, you should see it. Yeah, everyone everyone who's anyone has seen that movie. If you haven't seen it, then you, you're probably a miserable, pe mis a miserable piece of shit, aren't you? You're, you're probably Ryan. Society. <laughs> hey. uh, Brian, hasn't, Brian hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it, okay? <laughs> It's okay because you've seen this episode and they're basically the same thing. Oh, cool. 100%. I mean, yeah. Line no. for line. Shoot, I watched The Invisible Man. I can write the book report. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two very different things. Shuki, Shuki Levy uh, read, you know, Treasure Island and was like, I got this. I'm, I am the one to adapt this fantastic this is novel. This is my moment. <laughs> Dude, you could tell me it was an adaptation of Treasure Planet, and I wouldn't know. Uh, it you doesn't know. have that weird uh, cat Captain Lee, though. Um, excuse you, Flabber was in at least half the episode. <laughs> oh, damn, you're right, you're right. You know, Shuki directed the first two episodes, Beetle Rock, part mm -hmm. one and two, and he wrote some of it, too, it looks like. Um, I wish we could know like what what part specifically he contributed you know yeah i don't know but there's a cool behind the scenes photo of like him with flabber and some of the makeup his wife is there i think there's mums oh, cool. without the mask and there's frankie without the mask there's a mm -hmm. it's like a cool photo it, i think it might be on our instagram you may have already shared it but i don't know share it again <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll <laughs> yeah i'll throw Repost it up. time <laughs> yeah caring they're, is they're, caring, they're, so how about a threesome with your sister <laughs> Jesus. They're on the the Hillhurst set, and they're like waving. It's a yeah. cute photo. I, they're waving to the peeping Tom and uh, peeping through the boards, boards <laughs> like the uh, Magnavores did. This yeah, 
Yeah, so let's we'll jump right into it because we open up on the elementary school, the uh, elementary, middle school, whatever it Carterville is. Carterville Elementary. Yeah. If we're the self-proclaimed only Beetleborg podcast, they're the, they're, they can be a self-proclaimed elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were saying? We open up and they're uh, getting assigned a new class project. They've got to do a history report on a historic figure, but they can, you know, be in groups, so... Roland and jo- and uh, Drew, I'm going to keep saying Josh. Roland and Drew are going to be on the same team, I guess. And I know I'm my like, heart's missing them too. Yeah, they say George He's Washington's too boring, but <laughs> it you belongs. Know. He's in the scene. He's just invisible, remember? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you look real closely, actually, you can see uh, periodically Flabber's hair will do a little flick. That's Josh yeah. t- telling us. His cheese is there. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So they, they decide they're going to do Blackbeard the Pirate as their as their theme for their project. Solid and the solid. Yeah. <laughs> the Magnivores apparently are just stealing books now. That's their shtick. <laughs> and they they take them to the cat to the graveyard and they like just dump them into the uh, the coffin that leads to their catacomb. As if that like gets rid of them forever. I don't know. It's well, such a... it, they found out what the kids were studying for their project, and they decided to steal all the books on on, yeah. the, on that were pirate themed. Apparently, just to fuck with them. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't it's, know. It's. I love it. It's so it's, petty. Yeah, <laughs> it's so petty and small. <laughs> it's like conservative pettiness, but like small. No, nope, no vexor affecting everyone. It's like yeah, no, no, no vexor at all, which is why it's a shit plan. Yeah, because well, yeah, remember before the Shadowborg, Vexor was like the distant dad. I'm pretty sure Shadowborg is like what he was trying to pull together in the background. Like he had the machine to pull shit out of the comic that failed. Then he was like, all right, need to work on the Shadowborg. I'll send them off to do whatever task every once in a while, but. It's always because they're, like, getting on his nerves. They're always, like, bickering or something. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of there and, like, fuck up the Shadowborgs or something. I got a, I, I got a, I got a plan. Just do it. Right. And yeah. then he'll disappear for another, like, however many episodes. Eight episodes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Point being, yeah. he's not here, so their plan is rather petty. Yeah. Oh, what if he and- has a second family, like, in Des Moines? <laughs> he's got another team oh. of actual capable magnivores in a different city fighting, like... <laughs> A no, he's a human heroes. wife with human children, and he's just—he's going to a day job. He's working that nine to five, <laughs> making that cooler talk. He works at Jersey Mike's. <laughs> oh God! Vexor head cannon confirmed. <laughs> yeah. And so the kids decide they've got to go to uh, who else to ask for help? But fucking Flabber again. And they're when said, one avenue fails, always go to Flabber. Always, hundred yeah. percent. He and the monsters in Hillhurst are setting up like a domino ring with the books from their the library study area. Which and is in he, 30 episodes, the only use we've seen out of those books outside of opening up secret passageways. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope. like, yeah, that's fair. Nope, nope. They, they Flabber, n- nope. Flabber gave a magic spell book to Roland in episode seven. Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's doing his magic trick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back back when magic was still a gimmick for Roland. Yeah. 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 Back when that oh, was yeah, still he hasn't done magic in forever. Yeah. No. Yeah. They forgot. Like, he just you know, dropped it. I was it. a kid his age. I understand. Sometimes yeah. uh, interests yeah. wane and wax. It's a thing. Yeah. 
So the now, kids enough, come the in. Most realistic part of the show, right? The <laughs> yeah. kids come in and they're Small asking details. for a, a book on on Blackbeard. They need help on this project, and the monsters are like, "Fuck you! This is our library." Yeah, uh, they get a little like territorial over their library, which the we hell? we're not expecting. Really? Yeah, learning is for everyone, guys. Come on, <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. You know, Mums was an Egyptian. He probably knows more about shit than these kids oh. do. He's probably like, fuck this. You guys just decided that everything is going to be Eurocentric, and all of a sudden our advancements don't matter. All right, cool. That's fine. You just pop off. <laughs> yeah, He's if anything. writing books from Alexandria in there. <laughs> if anything, they should be okay with them stopping by the house and reading. It's like, oh, yeah, stop by anytime. Come and read. And, you know, more chances to eat them. Yeah, yeah, right. But that would be that would require creative thought processes, and they apparently lack. All How of dare that. you? <laughs> now, to be fair, I don't They're know. Creative. If, I don't know if Flabbers is much better because his idea is to turn into a game show host and summon Blackbeard himself out of time and space. Yeah. He's like, he, he tells him, all right, Johnny, tell him what they want. And it pans over to, you guessed it, Flabber, and he's fucking presenting Blackbeard as a prize. Which yeah, is and it's just pretty... ridiculous. I mean, wow, I thanks, man. Crazy. Above and beyond. This is way too far, though. I mean, it gives, it's a good <laughs> reason to have a character make this episode kind of unique. It's like, oh, cool, the Beetleborgs get a pet pirate. But and when you think about it, it falls apart. Why doesn't he just act like a pirate and have them base their project off that? It's so much safer. But get like a real pirate with these kids is actually a really unstable element. Because Flutter's yeah. acting is based off of pop culture, as we've seen copiously throughout the series. Right. So, like, it'd probably be a little exaggerated. Not as if Blackbeard isn't exaggerated, <laughs> to be fair. Right. The, the, the actor who plays Blackbeard, I think, is brilliant. Yeah, did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Uh he, he really, like he should have, uh, yeah. I heard that he auditioned to be Barbosa, but uh, the actor who did play Barbosa, uh, I forget his name, but you know, the critically acclaimed actor that did right. win the role. Um, you know, I heard he actually slept with the producer's son to get the role. So. Oh, damn, man. If it weren't for that, though, he would have been a shoo -in. It was rough. It was rough. <sighs> okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's so many people go from Saban properties to these major motion pictures and he right most just win. end up killing their roommate by <laughs> <laughs> most i mean exactly one <laughs> exactly one <laughs> i'm sorry i don't get it i don't get the joke <laughs> the, the the red uh the actor who played the red wild force ranger uh stabbed his roommate with a samurai sword i think there were, there were drugs. seriously yeah Damn. i think there were there were oh drugs my God, dude. or something involved but it was yeah it, it you Google it. It's a fun. It was a I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's one of those things it's that, a thing that like, happens. Yeah, people snag the headline, and everyone likes to remind everybody every now and then. It's fun. It's like, it's hey quick. kids, after you're done watching your Beetleborgs on Saturday morning, go on Google, look up this grisly murder with a sword. <laughs> you, you know what? Knowing uh, my nephew throughout his entire life, yeah, accurate. Yeah. Except people listening to this are adults, so it's... Uh, right. You know, right. How you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the kids decide, okay, we gotta, we're going to go take Blackboard. Blackboard <laughs> there it is! There it is! Oh, I was waiting.
Fuck. Oh man, we didn't even. Oh, oh. perfect. <laughs> wasn't even an accident, or it was oh. an accident. So it. Drew didn't they even take, get to say it first. I know. So they take the they take fucking pirate man <laughs> out into the streets, and he's freaking out at cars, slashing his sword everywhere, going and looking at terribly expensive ass old TVs. Yeah, and like. <laughs> Just experiencing the world, some rollerbladers roll hey, by him. And hey, he wait a minute. If I want to pay $400 for a 12-inch TV <laughs> that barely shows color and is in probably, like, I don't know, 144p, that is my own goddamn business. <laughs> it's your God-given right. <laughs> yeah, you're really thinking like a 90s consumer there. I like that. <laughs> oh, perpetually. Yeah, they're, they're, they're outside. They're, for some reason, they take this pirate out into the real world with them. To, like, I, like them I guess to study him for their project. But yeah, one of the things they, they look at like, is a TV. trying to show him? Like, I know, like, he's got this curiosity, but it can't be for the project. Like, he's got to have this, like, all right, we've got to make sure this guy experiences culture shock because there yeah. are a lot of things that's, that are different and he's going to get blown away by them. Although he just adapts very well. He just yeah, adapts yeah. pretty quickly. But one of the things they show him is a, a TV store, like from the outside. They look in the glass. There's a shitty, like, 12 inch TV. And the price tag says sale for $500. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh. it's, it's gloriously 1996. And immediately after that, they run it. They just go ahead and take him right to the school because where the hell else do you take a, like, a pirate? A, a one fucking... Of the, like, the scourges <laughs> of the sea. Are... There is a high statistical probability that he has syphilis. But... <laughs> I guess they weren't going for historical accuracy, but he didn't have any sores or anything. Ooh, he well, might have been part of the British Navy, considering he doesn't show signs of scurvy either. Although, they, who knows how Navy Blackbeard this right. is. <laughs> yeah, and he rolls into the classroom on rollerblades, which it would have been it would have been really fun to see him like learning how to rollerblade, but yeah, this like works. to a tiny Tim overlaid montage, like him falling down, then being yeah. like, like, yeah, that would have been. Great. Then he like crashes because he can't stop. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it would have been perfect. But no, he just he rolls in and then he starts talking about his time on the seven seas and mm -hmm. you know murdering and raping and pillaging and all. That <laughs> <other things. laughs> I was I was sitting here wondering when someone was gonna mention that. I, I was like, when's when they gonna say it? When, who's gonna say it? When are they gonna say it? Cam just delivered it so straight. It was. And it caught me off guard completely. Just, oh yeah. yeah. He's in the classroom, he's talking about the good old days, you know, raping, pillaging, scourging. <laughs> That's, the, uh, That's the NC-17 cut of the episode. <laughs> the That's NC-17 cut. Yeah. It's the and, one that Australia refused to give a rating for, and so they're yeah, all mad. Yeah. And, you know, I can't watch <laughs> The Magnivores, again, are right outside the classroom while he's talking, and they're like, all right, we gotta fuck with this even more. And they look, and inside, uh, Van is inside of his textbook has a comic and we actually get some cool inner panel pages mm -hmm. and not just a cover 
Right, like they actually made a uh, semi-coherent, quote-unquote, middle page to this comic. Yeah, and it's got Did it, the, hold on, the Magnivores uh, and... I, Griffin, I know you uh, typically have, like, stills of the show or have it pulled up so you can yeah whatever well i've seen um, it before i pretty i did they, remember did it they has... actually show the villain in those panels because i didn't catch nope. it i only saw jara and they had uh, jara with her whip which she only uses on beef fighter they had noxic's head they had hunterborg's head they had strikerborg that's red with her uh mm. striker blaster out and probably blue beat with the sword but it looked cool it just didn't have yeah. the uh monster that comes out of it and you'd think yeah. that if they had that, I mean, it's probably a generic. We've there is a I don't know. Again, Griffin, you're the one that actually does a close edit of this shit. But mm-hmm. like, I would feel like they would maybe reuse certain like physical comic panels like that, since they don't feature the uh, monster that is featured in the episode. Right. Mainly because, like, I mean, why wouldn't they? You know, because be they would crazy. have to draw it. They would have to draw the monster. That but if you're getting a whole, day. like, four panels, like... Yeah, I, I, I feel, feel like, like you could whip up something cheap that's only going to be shown for two seconds. Yeah. That's up to the same quality of everything else. Because it doesn't look up, like so, a finished comic. So they do that some of the time? Like, there's the yeah? there's the Firecat episode where his face is on the cover, and that's the monster that gets right. pulled out. There's also the Terror Bear episode where he was on the cover. Right, but those are all covers. Those are covers, yeah. So I I don't know. We haven't seen that come from the pages yet. It's definitely like, I feel like, you know, there's this shit ton of covers, and it's mostly what we see is we we get to see a cover with the monster of the week on it. We saw an internal panel because it made more sense for the scene, I guess. Yeah. Uh, And they just probably grabbed whatever internal art they had, and we're probably going to see those pages again at some point because it just has... The three mag or two of the magnivores and the three beetleborgs so you could throw that right. into any season one episode and it's yeah. gonna make somewhat sense and people you know so a couple things just came to mind while you're explaining the cover noxic decides that they're gonna fuck with the beetleborgs by pulling a monster out of the comic now it's in van's uh, van as in one of the bullies in the classroom is in secret reading a comic like over his textbook <laughs> Mm-hmm. While while Blackbeard mm-hmm. is giving the uh, spiel about his past, the monster they pull out is voiced by Alex Borstein. <laughs> this is a pre-Family Guy Alex Borstein voicing Cataclaws, and they waste her. <laughs> she is absolutely yeah. wasted in this episode. <laughs> she has, what, like three lines mm-hmm. in the entire episode? It's, she barely says anything. I yeah. think you're right. I think it's about three or so lines. Because yeah. I missed the first two, and the only other one I caught was the uh, next one, and then she gets fucking obliterated. Per and then right back into the comic. Yeah. yeah. No, now, you, you got about all of it. <laughs> she, I believe, right, is right the, off the episode. We're done. voice of <laughs> yeah. also Venus Claptrap on a separate episode. So, yeah, there's that. Like, yeah. Hopefully. She, at least she comes back. She, she, yeah, I think she comes back. Now, I would have to cheat and go on to behind the voice actors to see which ones she did but here you look up something during an episode i would i'm not going to i think i think it's it's better when it's just like off the cuff yeah off the cuff here find it what i do know is that this episode uh wastes alex borstein and i'm not too thrilled about that 
but um, yeah and it, it wastes the yeah. costume in general because the, this like sloth monster that comes out that looks kind of neat and they call it cataclaus and it's it, it, it's yeah. very blatantly a sloth it's a, giant it's sloth. a sloth i've seen the episode right. that it comes from on the japanese show and they they just call it cataclaus which it's um, sloth claws didn't have that yeah. ring to it I <laughs> that's guess. that is <laughs> Yeah, sloth claws. That's jeez. Yeah. Uh, but then, so we <laughs> yeah. we get the we get a shot at the uh, at the pizza shop again. Blackbeard is uh, sitting with the kids eating pizza, and Nano rolls up on her bike. Which it's always a good episode when Nano rolls up on the bike with her yeah. leather jacket and her helmet with the flowers on it. Mm-hmm. Always great. You know shit's gonna get good. Yeah, and we get it's, this awesome little bit of her talking to Blackbeard and explaining, like, yeah, it's got 500 horsepower. She's like, you couldn't fit 500 horses in this. He's <laughs> like, fucking watch uh, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a and challenge? They, yeah, and they take me? off down the road, and it's like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, uh, yeah, sure, like a pirate. Uh, Harley is definitely something that they would be 100% supportive of yeah. and interested in. That's a, that. That yeah, it seems very piratey. <laughs> yeah, and they Ryan. come back like right after yeah. that. Oh, I thought we lost you. Sorry. No, okay. I just. I mean, what, what was I gonna get? Yeah, it's a Harley. <laughs> I don't know. You usually have something intelligent to say. Uh, intelligent. Ooh. Well, in that case, no. <laughs> Ryan's like I've never been complimented <laughs> like that before. <laughs> God. Arr. They, he comes Yarr. back. Where's the... No. There you go. <laughs> My throat's a little sore, so I'm not going to go in the pirate voice too much. Oh. Uh. Sorry. It's it's a Monday, dude. We had a new guy starting today. It's been it's it's been a day. I understand. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, Blackbeard comes back after hanging out with Nano for God only knows how long. And he's got a, like a, a wig of dreads on and they're like hanging out and she's like i made him more hip and then he raps <laughs> like it's not a long rap but everyone rap. loves it everyone yeah. is in that pizza shop is just like <laughs> so, clapping and think he's just oh the yeah bomb. <laughs> if they're real into it though seen uh eight mile you yeah. know in the it, uh, if anyone's seen the first 30 minutes of eight mile i guess whenever <laughs> uh b rabbit is up there in his first thing and he finally finds his groove and he's like you know your mama's pussy smells like tomato i don't know I, <laughs> <laughs> that, no you that's it that's the line okay cool. uh, yeah. yeah that's what uh, that's what uh <laughs> mom's mom spaghetti that's what he's referring to. yeah that, <laughs> exactly right, exactly the sauce because yeah. <laughs> tomatoes in the sauce right <laughs> that's the one. yeah it's exactly like that scene and then the magnivores this whole time they've set up a treasure chest over across the street by this big tree and they're hiding inside the treasure chest and when blackboard eyes it is like all right <laughs> okay blackboard eyes all right all right fuck you it's okay like he goes it. over and he opens it magnivores fire emoji out and <laughs> drag him away because he apparently can't fight for shit even that's like 90 percent of his shtick yeah and a real pirate would have just ko'd these three idiots <laughs> yeah like, like a real he, pirate would they have try and drag him away he would be biting at the hands that he would just be like scrambling that's what a real pirate would do but it's beetleborg so who gives a shit right right and <laughs> the, the kids realize that he's gone and they're like where'd he go meanwhile flabber has like 
telegraphed his face onto this pizza pie, mm-hmm. and it's... Uh... Come on, man, he obviously faxed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously using FaceTime, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, who's missing? Oh, Black Blackbeard. Almost, oh, there almost, it was. It was I saw it. I saw it coming. <laughs> and he's like, well, you got to find him. So they go over to where the empty treasure chest is because where the fuck else would the pirate have gone? Drew finds a button and like is like, oh, this was Blackbeard's for sure. Definitely. No other. Nobody else in Charterville has buttons. This has to be his. And like shows it to Roland. Society. Roland runs around the like park or wherever they are and comes back and he's like, Okay, let's go get him. He's like, Wait, what did you just do? What did you I don't know why at least out? <laughs> well, well the thing is we watch episodes together to get caught up. We are like kinda doing a commentary, shooting the shit, you know, loosen up a bit. So we don't catch every detail. I was paying attention. Like, I wanted to hear what the, what leads them to find him later. I don't know. No idea. We've actually done this. Well, I haven't, but you guys yeah. have done this twice now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, this, yeah. This, is, this is a redo recording for us. I'm kind of glad. Oh, I guess this is was a mention the, that. <laughs> the last time we did yeah. this episode was a disaster. <laughs> and <laughs> apparently, I wasn't there for it. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan's, Ryan's the key to all this. If we can get Ryan <laughs> working, he see he's a funnier character than we've ever had. So if we can get Ryan working, then maybe we'll have a hit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know, it's I, I I'm like Windows 98. I, I sometimes have a flaw <laughs> with my boot up, but then then it, it just gets kicking. Fucking Windows 98. <laughs> get Bill Gates in here. <laughs> <laughs> I got off track there. Sorry. Um, No idea why Roland uses his power to go look around. Oh, wait. I think he just uses the power to look around, see where Blackbeard is. Right. But they don't, like, I don't know. It's a weird, like, he just apparently just, like, flash ran around every possible place he could look. And Mm -hmm. probably he wasn't hidden that far away because the Magnivores are idiots. And... The Magnavores dragged. Or it may have been a track. A they track. dragged him. We're not. Yeah. Dr- and Drew that, notices tracks, right. so they drag. They drug him away, and his feet apparently made marks on the, the dirt. So that's how they find him later. Or, or, and we didn't think of this yet. He was actually Bullshit. hidden. He was hidden really easily for them to find because it was a trick. Yeah. Well, Which, the whole chest in itself was a trick. The whole yeah. And then, all they do is tricks. So, yeah, the kids. <laughs> the kids find them. to see the amount of tricks they turn. <laughs> no, never treats. No, the the kids find them. Joe rips the chains off because strength power levels are inconsistent, and that's a a. Oh, I thought it was because you gonna, will never love me they, now. He, they you find will never him. Love me again. <laughs> tied to it. Break the chain by. Blackbeard yeah. is tied to a tree with chains. <laughs> Joe is not nearly strong enough with her powers to rip those chains off, but she does. Yeah, they, you know, it's a plot device, so it yeah. works. <laughs> and they <laughs> they bring Blackbeard back to Hillhurst because, hey, they got to get him back. It's almost sundown, and yeah. apparently this is Cinderella magic. So <laughs> Blackbeard walks into Hillhurst. Flabber comes out in, like, a train engineer's outfit. His head does that whistle 
oh, train transformation. Same. We've seen the effect. Is it twice or only once? Once. At least one other time. Yeah. At least once. Well, and it, so last time we he, we saw this is when he called uh, Art Fortunes into the room. To uh, oh. this was during the Shadowborg saga, and yeah, his head turns into like a train whistle. Yeah, they yeah. Use, they see the same gag happens here, which is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw back. We'll throw yeah. back. Callback action. I don't. I keep thinking it's about to get really even though, weird. <laughs> even though we so we we watched this once already, and we still it's so unnecessary, and I think that's why it feels weirder and is mm -hmm. harder to follow, but. When Blackbeard walks in, another Blackbeard walks behind, walks in from behind Flabber. Flabber. Yeah, like yeah. Flabber's standing inside the doorway to the library slash organarium or whatever the fuck they call the place with the organ. Yeah, and uh, he's still in his in his engineer outfit, uh, and like a Blackbeard is standing in the front doorway, and another Blackbeard walks from behind Flabber. Yeah. Flabber freaks out at both of them, and then they walk over to face each other, and we get some. They are pretty good, uh, like splicing effect of yeah. showing both. It you know it's the same actor it, twice. It's, yeah, it's the same actor, yeah. but they like do a weirdly good job of making them different. This is well done. First, they dissect two cameras to get the same actor in the shot twice, and then next Classic time they, they they want to find out who the real Blackbeard is, so they have a sword fight, and then that's when they use a double. Um, yeah, they have him, like, facing yeah. from behind, and that's the well beard done. and the hat and stuff covers it enough, and it, yeah, mm -hmm. it works really well. And yeah, then it's not bad. They're like, okay, we gotta, we're gonna test his knowledge, so they ask Flabber for a book on pirates that would prove whether or not he's Blackbeard. The which, book that Flabber uh, could have just given to the kids for their project... Because apparently like there's the whole he has there. a book he can just materialize that says Blackbeard the pirate on the cover, but he doesn't give it to them for their project. He has to give yeah. them the actual pirate, which is potentially dangerous. <laughs> right, because right. he, op he operates off of like genie wish logic, where like you're gonna get what you need, but I'm gonna fuck with you for it. Yeah, <laughs> this asshole is all about showmanship, not practicality. Right. Oh yeah, and for sure. We've known that since episode one. Yeah. And he, they ask him a couple questions like, when were you born and all this? And they, they can't figure out who's who. But finally, uh, Roland walks over, whispers something in Flabber's ear. And then he like throws the book and it spins around him. And as it does, he shifts into like a 70s DJ uh, <laughs> outfit. He is uh, Grandmaster Flab. At yeah. Okay, okay, okay. This is a very interesting episode because Flabber gets, and I counted six different outfits to put on and like change personalities and there's in this scene alone accurate has three of them it's beautiful we, we, we first walk in the scene he's like wearing yeah. a pirate's outfit i then, think he only repeats an outfit once yeah he does at the end but like when we start yeah. the scene he's got the pirate's outfit with the plushy uh, pi uh car <laughs> parrot like on his Sam. shoulder Here. yeah he's got like but a toucan a, sam plushy parrot on his shoulder then he changes into a ring announcer and pulls out like a microphone to like commentate the sword fight then, when they do the rap battle for Blackbeard, which he learned from Nano, he turns into, like, a leather-clad DJ with, like, the leather hat. It just... Uh, 
He has so much to play with Dude, in this episode. This is how they figure out, yeah, that that rap battle is how they figure out who the real Blackbeard is. Yeah. And it, the Blackbeard that they walked in with is the one that turns into Cataclaws. Yeah. Which, eh, it's annoying that Cataclaws Bamboozle. has no reason to be a shape-shifting monster that can disguise itself as, as Blackbeard. It's yeah. annoying that they don't address the fact that, like, the one they rescued was not the real Blackbeard. How did the other one get back to Hillhurst? I'm just also like that the they have a, a monster name so close to Cataclysmic yeah. that yeah, it's it's, well, it's going to get confusing to me in about ten episodes. Well, Cam, <laughs> right. I'm not even hundred percent certain that the continuity's there. I don't know if really. I think you're onto something here, but we don't know for sure if the Blackbeard they brought home ended up being the imposter. Right. I, it's I kind of just, it's kind of jumbled. Mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's true. Uh, One way or another, it does mean that for most of Cataclaus's screen time, you don't actually see Cataclaus. Cataclaus, no, it's it's shame. It's, it's waste. Yeah. It's a waste. Yeah. Complete waste. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And they, they go right uh, out from that Cataclaus like transform, you know, transforms into Cataclaus and then teleports out the window of Hillhurst and the kids transform our song counter shoots up to 36 <laughs> shoots up <laughs> shoots yeah. up my one so 30 the episode 32 episodes 36 times the theme song is played yep. and that we get like we get a little bit of american footage in here but not much and then it goes right into japanese b-fighter footage yeah. and we get some really cool shots with the uh Beetle Battlers getting yeah. summoned from behind their well, yeah, backs. And what uh, uh, Griffin, you were mentioning the uh, complexity of the uh, what was its name? Cataclaw. Cataclaws. Yep. The suit yeah, it, has the, has facial articulation. Yeah, the mouth's and, moving yeah. in the Japanese footage, as well as like the eyes are blinking, the mouth's moving, and it Obviously, has. Yeah. I noticed it also has like two kind of like bulges right underneath the neck. <laughs> I'm wondering if those aren't housing some electronics or something. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, like, bulging underneath the belt for a second. <laughs> I was, well, I mean, he said I'm bulge, and I was like, lie. where? Is, I mean, yeah, I Nick just crossed me, his legs. But... <laughs> <laughs> and they, they obliterate this guy. Like, they obliterate oh, it's over in yeah, seconds. Yeah. Per Beetleborg format, they shit. just fucking nuke it. Yeah. Yes. And from orbit and forget. Yeah, it, it, it's. I'm surprised I didn't bring out the beetle base for this. You know, threat. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just bring out the new uh, Drew's new super form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he still is super powered. Doesn't even go back to the comic. Just gets absolutely wiped from memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is the villain? Uh, yeah. Good, bad, yeah. I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, that's that. It goes back, teleports into the comic that uh, Van is now holding at Zoom Comics, and he shits himself and runs out of the comic shop because apparently he's never seen this happen, even though it happens once a week to somebody in Charterville. It is right. a regular thing. Trouble right already. It, so, and that solidifies the theory that it goes back to the original comic. Because uh, he, it was, it, it was brought out from him in class, and the teacher was like, 
oh, uh, it's Van, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Van. I'm like, oh, Van, again? Like, apparently throwing down comics is a regular occurrence to this kid. Man, he's, yeah. he's rowdy. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It like that's the I wish being out of the comic I can understand because it looks like an electrical shock through your fucking hands. Right. Like it, it's a jar jarring experience. Mm-hmm. But uh whenever oh. it goes back in, it's always just like a little like <laughs> like how'd you even notice? Yeah, it just kinda like pops in and yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that's just like gonna happen every other or every few episodes and it's always gonna look weird and it's always gonna be weird that they never talk about it and you then, know yeah. i wonder if that construction worker is still off of sugar you know good for him <laughs> i hope he is well that's from the episode i really love lights camera too much action yeah yeah yes. and uh it was yeah. a uh, one of the best remembered from all of us i think yep. oh yeah and uh he, r- 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 Ryan is referring to actually the character was a movie set like prop. Oh yeah, and he was next he was, to the Yeah, he was outside yeah. having a he was outside Hillhurst while they were shooting, having a donut, reading a comic, and mm-hmm. when Graxis gets shot back into the comic, he's like, Oh shit. And no more no more no more junk food for me. <laughs> if yeah. if your blood sugar is bad enough, you're hallucinating, dude. Go to the hospital. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. He I'm gonna get this guy a bottle of water. His legs already. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the uh, injector? Can we talk about the special effects for the Beetle Battlers? Because that was a highlight for me. Yeah. Yeah. In the B Fighter footage. Yeah, the B Fighter footage is really cool. It's a regular thing on that show because that's usually what they pull out to defeat the monster and i just i've always adored the the light that shows up on their hands like the they say stinger weapons and a hand goes behind their back oh, yeah. and we see whatever beetleborg it is it's that color of light that shines on their hands and then it materializes the weapon and they pull it out and it spins and it's like a finisher move. And we get that here. However brief all this is, like the monster just shows up basically to be discarded right away. But yeah. it's always really cool when they pull out the Beetle Battlers, no matter how small and kind of inconsequential the the fight is, you know? The reasoning for pulling them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So this is like basically the end of the episode because Flabber uh, teleports or time travels blackbeard back into his normal place it's the he same does... inconsequential like introduced character gimmick for uh-huh. this episode yeah. and at the end all uh-huh. time to say goodbye no Kick you can't out. stay you can't <laughs> come back here. there's no part yeah. two this isn't gonna no one's gonna mention but this the next time roller <laughs> it's the roller same blades. thing they give him the rollerblades i know but it's the same thing with <laughs> cousin oliver it's the same thing with monsterella it's the same thing with hey, with no with, uh, TV show. with Quin- quincy moto the first I don't care. mention of the word sex on tv we never see so, that tv show as, again though it's much as I hate him, I mean, he's at least a part of history. Yeah, I think the only character that's like introduced in an episode and has some relationship with the cast is Baron Von Frankenbean because he's, yeah, he created well, Frankenbeans, you know, right? We, even so, the, the next uh, and arc, yeah, three yeah, episodes arc. from now. Actually, the case is the same with both of them, isn't it? The same way how we only have them for like 
I mean, art was there for the whole Shadow Borg. That was that was shot like a movie. It was a movie. It was six episodes, but it was all together. Like yeah. it's pretty much one long bonus episode. That was a separate. Yeah, it's not so, in continuity like, with the regular yeah, series. That. And doesn't Doctor Von Frankenbean only show up for the? Because we've already had the one appearance of him. Yeah. Isn't this his final appearance, the one we're going to see in a couple episodes? I don't know, but we'll see him again. Point being, we see him multiple times, uh, but in the case of Blackbeard, it's bye-bye time. One and done. He's yeah, gone. One and done, <laughs> and, as per usual. Even though we get more, I think we have at least one other, if not two other, when we get into season two, pirate-themed episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Blackbeard yeah, ever a factor in that. No, because I actually had an incorrect statement before. I thought this was going to be the episode that we saw the behind-the-scenes shit on. Nope. No, it has to be the other ones because it's on the set of a pirate's uh, ship yeah. and they're sword fighting uh, and yeah. everything. Yeah. I for sure it was going to be this one. Yeah, it, well, I thought they were going to do the same thing like they did uh, where they put uh, 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 Drew in the comic to get yeah. Heather the Valentine's Day gift or whatever. I thought they were going to put them in like a Blackbeard book or something. That's much later on. That's that's Borg Slayer. That's the season one finale. And by the way, R- Ryan's referring to a YouTube video called like behind the scenes of Beetleborgs that the actor, yeah, and, uh, the, the actor, yeah, we, watched, we all watched it. <clears throat> yeah. The did actor. We, did we have a bonus episode about it? Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. the actor who plays uh, Wolfgang uploaded that and filmed it mm-hmm. you know yeah. like he had a video yeah, camera on the, the set of behind Beetleborgs. the camera for all those things yeah yeah frank yeah. Frank, frank adelia uh, yep. frank adelia i think yeah. i'd love to have him on the show for sure yes. that'd be cool not only yes. just that video if you find like a majority of the behind the scenes pictures are going to include a, a number of pictures from that set i guess that was just a shutter happy day because mm-hmm. that's like yeah, a I feel of, like that's a little bit of a majority from the behind the scenes stuff we've seen. Yeah, Gabe's posted a couple different pictures from that, like the set of it looks like that episode because there's a bunch of pirate stuff around. Yeah. Maybe either that one or this episode, you know, so it's definitely. Yeah, like, and he's still friends with Frank, so it would make sense that they probably got a lot of videos and, yeah. and pictures from the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wait, he's, you know, if Gabe's he's friends said, with Frank, do you think maybe we could get him on that episode? It is a possibility. It's entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. I'll do some reaching out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this hey, is... Gabe, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> we, <laughs> right. uh, we end the episode with uh, the monsters, the Hillhurst monsters come out dressed as pirates and Flabber changes back into his pirate outfit, says, I'm the captain. And they the all just... The same one with the stuffed bird, or the, the yeah. plushy bird on the his shoulder that has the Elvis wig. <laughs> and they, they all just fucking start yelling, mutiny, mutiny, and they just yeah. charge after him and chase him down the hall. Yeah. yeah like... They go down into the same doorway that sh- that has shown us the same three hallways, uh, like, four different times. The back halls, yeah. the catacombs. <laughs> yeah, but the monsters, like, retort onto Flabber in the scene. There's like, oh, yeah? You think you're in charge? Well, you got another thing coming, bitch. Get over yeah, here. They're gonna they eat like Flabber. They're scared like they always are. Yeah, oh, we got a new, uh, a new themed end credit yeah. scene. Yeah, uh, they, they actually use like props. They use props from the episode and the end credits, like, Dicking around, and I did love when they do. Somebody that. have yeah, the stuffed well parrot. Done. I thought they did, but I I'd have to actually rewatch it because now I've forgotten. I thought ah. somebody had the parrot too. I don't think I saw don't the think parrot, so. but I, they were okay. all dancing around. Sure. So, yeah. 
they had their same uh, hats and eye patches. And yeah, stuff that they, they had in the previous or at the end of the episode, and uh, they're doing like this little like jig dance thing. Uh, it's fun, and then they they all it's do nice. like one by themselves, and they all get together at the end, and then that's the end of the episode. Uh, it was, a fun, been, this was a fun one. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, it was. It uh, was however, it, it had the nerve to waste. Par. Wasted <laughs> Alex, Alex Borstein. Borstein. Yeah, but she comes back. Or you guys already watched Venus Claptrap. Yeah. So right. I'm not. Wh- whatever. It's. It I was, was a fun one. I like that. I'm still surprised now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. right right yeah although she i guess this would have been about the time that she was like trying to get work i know she did mad tv a little bit didn't she or am i thinking of no i'm thinking of uh the yeah no she was on mad she, tv she was on mad uh, TV. she was miss swan um yeah but she i know she did uh gilmore girls which mm-hmm. would have been right after this she played a part that was actually supposed to be like not recurring but like she was supposed to show up in a few episodes in the beginning and she had to drop out of that contract because uh family guys started up so it's kind of interesting to see her in her beginning here like yeah. i'm sure this probably took her yeah. like an afternoon to do right. and gave her like so, two so, to five hundred dollars so, no, no, picture this right a lot of actors in voice and such that have done beetleborgs and other like saban properties are mostly getting their start and they hadn't done the things that they would be known for like if this was after family guy imagine like how much more <laughs> oh, wow. how many more villains she would have voiced and they would have given her more to do because right. oh yeah, yeah. The, alex borstein like give her more to do footage, let her be uh, funny after you they know? ran out of right. uh alex borstein money <laughs> yeah or like yeah, hey alex yeah. like we've got this this major character on season two that we're going to be shooting. You want to do the voice? I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Like give it to Alex. She'll be great. Th- this is well, before I, anyone knew who she was. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason why like Terrace, not Terrace. Yeah. Terrace strong and Billy West and people like them weren't doing things like Beetleborgs is because they already had like a bit of an established reputation before Beetleborgs took off. Like, they yeah. they they'd been doing their craft and they they were setting themselves up for another 30 years of super strong success yeah, yeah. well and it's yeah. even like uh brian cranston who you know now is is like a mega star and and uh has done directing and, and everything alongside it he was um i think like a producer or assistant producer or something on the original power rangers <laughs> and uh was like so close with the cast and the production of it the blue ranger his name is billy cranston yeah named after i didn't know that yeah it's named after brian cranston and brian cranston did voices for a handful of different monsters in yeah. mighty morphin power rangers um dude later you need to give me a list of that i will yeah uh, i know uh, snizzard is one of them that's his he's like that's been asked Pokemon. about it <laughs> and when he came back you know he he did zordon in the 2017 remake movie. yeah oh, right. and, uh, is that yeah. why he did zordon is because he already had the affiliation with them yeah that's whenever he was interviewed back then he'd always talk about like oh you know he had it's kind of like when we talked to gabe like he had fond memories of being on set with power rangers and right. ha- like having a character semi-named after you kind of I'm, he's gonna butter you up a little bit for yeah. it yeah so he was 100 on board with doing the movie and uh yeah it's kind of like 
he was even he was probably one of the only people who was semi-established and then also did voices and his was more like well i'm already on set they need voices for some monsters and i'll do it and, and he's always been a fantastic person about shit like that yeah and uh yeah, it feels like with things like this, it's always kind of a, it's either someone trying to get into the scene or it's someone who just was there and could do it. And yeah, uh, yeah th- this definitely feels like uh, trying to get into, you know, this is before anything for her had really kicked off. But well, uh, as far as her doing the voice, like that's a very small part of it. The monster itself. What do you guys think? Is this like near the bottom for you? Because it is for me. If we're going on yeah. off it's the list, near it's, the bottom. It's near. Yeah, it's definitely not like I know it's above anything that's named whatever machine or warrior. Okay, but okay. this for me is a is kind of a fail because it's from a sloth episode. It's a sloth monster. It's it, and, and they call it Cataclaws. So and can they would we say like you like hear kitty kitty when they fight it? Um, so yeah that's a perfect Roland impersonation can you give us the the list like what's yeah we from the top from the top with the monster list like starting with uh amped yeah yeah so we go uh, from top to bottom we got amped shadowboard graxus venus claptrap lot of mugs photonimator let's see detestro firecat dicehead porcosaurus Green Cannon Machine. Oh, sorry. Porcosaurus Grenade Guy, Green Cannon Machine. Uh, what's Cat- the difference? Yeah. Cataclasmic, Mace Warrior, Sword Warrior, Terror Bear, and Cyber Serpent. Is Firecat still, like, middle? Pretty much. How yeah, many is that? How, how is this? Is, uh, did you number so, them? Yeah, so Firecat is, let's see, one. He numbered them, but he has to count them. I, okay. I love that, yeah. Firecat is, <laughs> Firecat is eight. Eight. Okay. So what's what's the very bottom? How many monsters are you up to? Yeah, what's the ratio here, Cam? What what's middle? <laughs> Eight out of what? <laughs> if you have them numbered, it should be easy. <laughs> Eight out of sixteen. Yeah, she's dead center. Or he. Okay. Well, okay. It. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is worse than Firecat for me because yeah, for sure the yeah. episode it's from the sloth plays into the plot because this thing sucks the motivation out of the B fighters out of blue <laughs> and green incredible. and it's up to red to carry all the weight so there's See, some tension so there better. it's so much better and it's here oh it's <laughs> it's here for two scenes in Beetleborgs and they call it Cataclot this for me is like this is Ooh, probably third I... this is third from the bottom for me uh so what are we thinking like Griffin you Who's said the... you said like third from the bottom so yeah. like above terror bear but before but below sword warrior or yeah, See, so I wanna put them worse sword than warrior. sword warrior huh so from the bottom i would got, go with like one up from sword warrior maybe he's at least not, a more interesting concept than guy with sword in my so, book right above sword warriors mace warrior which is just guy with mace <laughs> exactly but i know we went on a we had a strong run with Six episodes we, of Shadowborg, and yeah. we've at, but we're kind of changing it around, you know. Did we officially bump it up to a ten point scale, or I think I, mean, I think we, Shadowborg should just be a league of its own. And like I said earlier, I really love Lights Camera Too Much Action because it's got a little of everything, and it's just a lot of fun. So the question is, like, is this 
par with that episode, and I don't think it quite is. I would give it a Not three. Quite. I would give I it three flabbers out of five. I enjoyed it, but going forward, yeah, let's let's try and compare it to like a really good, well, really solid, just uh, one-off episode like that one yeah. was. I, yeah, I mean, it's better I, than comparing it to Shadowborn. <laughs> right, because that was a bigger budget, bigger movie, right. kind of a self... I it's not in continuity should, with uh, with the rest of the series, because nothing that happened in it carries over... I, yeah. I think that yeah. is better. That was a movie. Because it, it, I don't think we're going to get up until uh, Metallics before we reach anything close to that. You uh, might be surprised, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> well... I, I mean, somewhere between there. I mean, I know with the season one ending and the season two intro, things are getting nuts. Like, yeah, like that's Shadow really cool. level. Yeah, interested um, to watch I, that again. I know things get crazy, so you know. So what would you say? What? What would but your rating be on the episode? Honestly, I'd put it in more of a three point five because nice. we've put a lot worse episodes at three like at perfectly middle. Yeah, and this this had. The like Griffin mentioned, we had the copious costume changes, which with a flat with six, flabber, it's only a plus six. That is a record six. for the series. I love that's it. Not including he actually technically has seven costume changes because one of his costumes is a reoccurring costume. Oh, I'm not even going to count how many times he changed costumes, <laughs> but the ones we got, there's six different Fuck. outfits for Billy Forrester. That's absolutely yeah, awesome. Yeah, outside of that one episode where we got the the like 40 in a row i know that's hyperbole but uh like 40 references in a row from flabber like that's kind of like the See? best shit we've gotten from flabber in a while that's the episode i'm referring to right now lights camera too much action that is okay, that's my favorite to speak out of my ass because i've been wrong literally every time i've said any <laughs> and i know you guys agree time. with me on that because you <laughs> yeah. you've mentioned it several times on the show that's my favorite one that isn't so... shadowborn just it was perfect in that episode it, it was, was exactly great, yeah. how things should have played out mm -hmm. and everyone got their fill and everyone got the right amount it was it was a great episode it's great episode. Yeah. honestly so retrospectively we might upgrade that episode because yeah. we're i know we're gonna probably what after season one we have to do a retrospective and oh, kind of sure. like in yeah like we can have a before I, and after. I don't. I don't know. We got to reevaluate what yeah. we think is a good episode because I know we we were writing really high in the beginning. We were like, yeah, this is like maybe a four point oh. It's like, all right, no, all right, maybe this is like more of a new point. Oh, it's like going of... back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Retrospect and hindsight is very different from what you're feeling when you're watching for sure. A show and, and now, this right now, I think, is a be interesting is comparing and contrasting. Yeah. Nothing's final. I'd say three out three out of five for me, and Ryan's got three and a half. So and I'm fine with compromising uh, with the three. I mean, if majority says three, I mean that's yeah. You don't have to. No, that's cool. Um, I overall liked the stuff with Blackbeard enough that I was going to give it a three. Nah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll still stick with it. I think it is a three point five for me. I think mm. I may have liked it a little bit more from the. Uh, just the Blackbeard stuff with him and, and Nano. Um, yeah. Just kind of oh, being right. my favorite. Yeah, I, I forgot all about Nano uh, and her fucking motorcycle and shit. Yeah, I, I think for me it's a 3.5. Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and agree because I, th I think it's kind of just 
just has that little pinch of above and beyond with the flabber stuff and blackbeard's actor just really killing the show mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah that's so I'll, I'll say a, a 3.5 as well yep. and i i think that's a good i do like the idea of when we get to the end of this season going back and doing like a highlight reel and saying like what episodes do we even remember because yeah, there's right. you know we got 32 episodes down and what there's like maybe five that come to mind when it's, we think it's about lights ones. camera action and quincy moto that's <laughs> yeah. all it is for me oh no, no the yeah. hunchback at hillhurst uh, that was that one was okay i didn't i don't think it was very good yeah but we there there were a lot of uh lot implications of with that episode it, it, it's like you know just because we're out in the ocean on a boat doesn't mean you have to have sex with me, but where are you going to go? What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, international man. waters. Dip. Good. Dips. <laughs> I well, am a golden god. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Yeah. I think we did so, it. Yeah, I think we did <laughs> we it. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I've got. Looks uh, like we made it. I've got one announcement and then we're free boo, to go. Boo announcement. I know. <laughs> so this is uh, another uh, thing that I've been working on while we've been recording, trying to record this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I made an appearance on, or I'm going to make an appearance on Let's Talk Toku, which is yeah. uh, Squall Charlson's Toku talk show. On, a lot bigger of a podcast than we are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, it's on the uh uh, Tokushoutsu, which is Shout Factory TV's uh, channel for their Toku streaming. They have Common Rider, Common Rider Kuga, uh, quite a few Ultraman. Super Sentais. Yeah, some Ultraman on there now. And uh, it's great. It's on Pluto TV, Tubi TV. Um, the episodes end up streaming on Verve and YouTube. So check out Tokushoutsu. Um, it's really easy great to if you want to catch up on that early Common Rider Sentai Toku mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and uh, Squall Charleston is a, a great guy and uh, real nice to sit down and talk to. We talked all about Beetleborgs. Uh, he had never seen the show before, so nice. there's some fun revelations and a lot of the same reactions that uh, I got to see Ryan and Nick and Aaron and everybody <laughs> have when, when I introduced <laughs> like a year ago now. So that was real fun. Uh, oh, and that, that'll be out in like... Um, I'd say like five or six weeks, give or take, because uh, there's about a six, a four to six week lead time on those episodes. So we'll make a, a bigger announcement uh, when it comes out. And hopefully we can get Squall on the podcast when the episode comes out, because uh, he's fairly interested in diving back into Beetleborgs. And yeah. <laughs> and she's somebody else, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, who is uh, another uh, teammate on uh, the Tokushatsu stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Sekai on uh, Twitter. Uh, he's been on a handful of Let's Talk Toku episodes, and he's also a real, real nice guy. And he's actually seen Beetleborgs and B Fighter and stuff, so nice. we got to talk a little bit more uh, off camera with him about it. And so, yeah, both right, those so guys. So Griffin, you're getting phased out. Um, mm. I hope you enjoyed your time. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade it. We'll trade in and out. We'll. We'll swap around time. It's Everyone like a has time, their specialties. It's like a timeshare, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and with that, I've been Cam. Uh, I've been Nick. I've been Ryan. I've been Griffin. And we've been the Big, Big Bad Beetle.